Show. Come on. Locked in with DJ Chase on the pregame party mix podcast. What's going on, world? It's the pregame party miss podcast. Make sure you follow me on that Instagram underscore DJ Chase on that Twitter at DJ Chase, that Facebook DA Real DJ Chase. Lock in with me. Enjoy your listening experience. I hope you guys are really, really enjoying the podcast. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy bringing you guys really dope interviews. So, you know, have some fun. Tune in. Lock in. Yeah, the pregame party miss podcast. Let's get it. You are now listening to the hottest station, WDJC-DV, DJ Chase Radio, www.djchaseradio.com. All right, all right, all right, all right. Y'all been waiting for it. The new official mobile app, DJ Chase Radio, on all app stores, Google Play, Android phones, and Apple phones, iOS phones, man. Download that DJ Chase Radio app. Stay connected with us 24-7, the hottest music, playing the hottest music and the hottest shows 24-7. You know this, man. DJ Chase Radio, WDJC, DB, DJ Chase Radio, the hot new audio home for the creative. <laughs> Yeah. It's here. It's here. here. Download the all new DJ Chase Radio mobile app today. Download Apple iOS and Android phones. Pull up is just a vibe. You know what it is? It's the one and only Sean Taylor, and you are now tuned into DJ Chase Radio, the hot new audio home for the creative. Make sure you go download that all new DJ Chase Radio mobile app now. Listen to the story and let me put you on. I was running my business. Since we here, let's have a drink or three. She said, I like your style, you're a Jamaican poppy. Up the road, run a drink. She started telling me her life story. How a man ain't treating her right. And he always leaves her honey. He always working out of town. She been holding it down. Not getting no pipe, but now she can't take it anymore. Blaming on the alcohol. She ready to explore. I looked her in the eyes and said, you can call me Joe Ryan. Just hit me on my line. Oh, whenever you need it. I'm the one that's gonna give you the treatment. You can't anticipate me having you screaming. Call me Joe Grind. I can send you up tonight. But don't try to deceive me when you pull up. Ain't watching no TV. Oh, yeah. I'm the real McCoy. He's just some baby boy. But me not tell you for left your man. You don't know the runnings if you play a position. Yeah. Listen to the players, boss a bank in the air. All the top shot up, boss a bank in the air. From NYC to GA. Worldwide, the ladies love me. And if your man ain't treating you right, you can always lean on me. Blaming on alcohol, be ready to explore. As I look you in the eyes and say, you can call me Joe Ryan. Just hit me on my line. Oh, whenever you need it, I'm the one that's gonna give you the treatment. You can't anticipate me having you screaming. Call me Joe Ryan, I can send you up tonight. But don't try to deceive me when you pull up. You watching no TV, no. Oh, yeah.
Yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, the pregame party in this podcast right here on WDJC, DB, DJ Chase Radio, the DJ Chase Radio mobile app, man, on I- Apple I- iPhones, Android, the Audible app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube, DJ Chase TV. But enough of all that, man, we got the super talented, big Bronx's own, my God, a trumpet player. The artist, excuse me, the DJ, the actor, the dancer, my guy, Sean Taylor, Taylor Gang. I'm a Taylor. He's a Taylor. Sean Taylor in the building. What's going on, brother? What's going on, DJ Chase? Thanks for having me on the platform. It's definitely a blessing. And yeah, looking forward to getting into it and chopping it up with you and just having a heart to heart as two fellow Taylors. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. For sure, man. So, you know, a lot of times, like I said, a lot of artists, you know, they people don't know their background. They just think like, okay, people just they just know who they are. But I want people to kind of get into your back. I mean, excuse me. I want people to kind of know about your background. I want to get into your background a little bit. So uh, first and foremost, how are you feeling today? Me, I feel great. You know, I spent time with my grandparents today. Spent time uh, with my daughter. You know, I got a chance to go to the gym and work out. You know, summertime is yeah. like the optimal time to just stay right, stay active, and now I'm here for this wonderful interview and look, I had a great day, so I feel blessed. Good, good, good. Blessings to that. Blessings to that. So well, I'm gonna get into it, man. Your background. So you were born in the Bronx or you are born in Jamaica? So I was born in the Bronx, uptown, Wakefield, you know. Yeah. It used to be it used to be called Our Lady of Mercy Hospital. It's now called Montefiore. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I always mm. say I always say I'm from Uptown Bronx by way of Jamaica because you know my, although my pops, you know he's from the Bronx, um, his mm. side of the family is American with roots from the South, South yeah. Carolina. You know I was raised on my mother's side of the family, mm. uh, and I'm the first generation that was born here. Everybody on that side was born and raised in Jamaica. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I'm tapped in, like, for real, for real. You know? Yeah. You tapped into Jamaica real hardcore? Oh, you mean, you know the thing, though. <laughs> we'll probably... We'll, 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 to say, like, I got the best of both worlds. You got know? you, got you. So, you know, I want to ask this, because, like, I, I'm, I was born in the Bronx, but I was raised in Harlem, so I'm more Harlem. How was growing up in the Bronx for you? Like, because, you know, everybody's experience in the Bronx is different. How was it growing up in the Bronx for you? Well, for me, I would say... I think it's important to 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 break down the the differences between the areas of the Bronx, right? Mm. You have you have, you got the North Bronx, which we call affectionately call it Uptown Bronx, and then you got the South Bronx, which most people know the Bronx for. Yeah. And then you have that midline that separates the North from the South Bronx, which is, which is East Tremont Avenue. Mm-hmm. East Tremont is like a long street that just runs all yeah. all all through the middle of the Bronx but growing up in North Bronx uptown Bronx is a completely different culture than the South Bronx you know the South Bronx is heavy you know uh Latin America you know a lot of Hispanics you know Hispanics are all over salute to the whole Hispanic and Latin. yeah yeah you know 
But when you go, when you cross over into Uptown, you in, you in, you in like Little Jamaica. <laughs> you in Little Jamaica. Of course, or, of course. Or just, it, or just call it like the Little Caribbean, because although the majority that live up here is, you know, Jamaicans, but mm-hmm. you got those who are from Trinidad, those who are from Haiti, those who are from, you know, uh, Antigua, some from Guyana, you know? Yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask this, right? So you were raised by both your parents or just your mom? So interesting enough, I was raised, like I said, my... So look, we getting right into the story. Like, <laughs> we're going to talk, we're going to talk. We're going right? to talk, we're going to talk. Yeah, man. So look, my parents, I love them to death. My mom and dad, they, you know, they grew up during the 80s. Like when the yeah. 80s was rough. And if you know anything about the 80s and drugs and the crack cocaine epidemic, you know, they, although they were working, they were, listen, they were on that thing. You know what I'm saying? And thankfully I had, you know, my maternal grandparents, you know, to step in and they said, hey, look, y'all got to get y'all act together, but we're going to make sure that Sean is good. Yeah, yeah. And so my grandparents... Although they technically are my grandparents, they are affectionately I call them mommy and daddy because mm. they, really, you know. But my yeah. pops and my my pops and my moms they were always around in some facet, mm. but but the mainstay, the nucleus, Roy and Daphne Taylor. <laughs> some more Taylors. More Taylor's word <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now I want to ask this, right? Because you are also a trumpet player, but we're gonna get we gonna get into that in a second. Now you know, growing up with your grandparents, well, your family besides your uncle, which we we're gonna get into, was what did did that spark the musical journey for you, or they just was like working class, you know, working class people? What do you mean as far as like being? In the industry or pursuing a career in the uh, pursue more so pursuing. Like, did they like pursue music too, or they did they have like any music like background? So here's the interesting thing, right? So my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, let me be clear, they both could dance their behinds off when they were. <laughs> so that that was embedded, you know, in me. Um, my paternal grandfather, uh, he could sing. Mm. Um, and as well as my, you know, paternal grandmother as well, you know, both growing up in church on both sides of the family. Mm, okay. So, you know, growing up in the church and, you know, how important, you know, the musical aspect there is in praise and worship and so forth. So that was, that runs deep DNA. But what I want to say is getting more uh, closer in the line of, of bloodline. Mm-hmm. So my mom, she could dance her behind off, but she yeah. can't sing to save her life. <laughs> my pops, yeah, my pops, yo, he could sing his behind off, yeah, but he dancing ain't really his forte. <laughs> so it's like they came together, they made me, and I got the best of both worlds. Like I get busy with the vocals, I get busy with the dancing. Yeah. So growing up in in a household where there was always music playing 
there was whether it was reggae, it was ska, it was rock steady, if it was you know R and B, blues, jazz, you know Black American music, it was always playing in the household growing up. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 main I guess you would say the main influence of other than just being around that hub of always having music playing mm-hmm. is rest in peace to uh, my mother's brother my uncle the late great DJ Shining Star yes sir and Roy Taylor Jr he man even to this day I still feel his loss but yeah. even though he's not physically here with me I know that he's always here and and ever so often I do feel his presence you know, and mm. so he, as far as inspiration and to, to pursue a career in music, he was the one that was like, yo, he's like, yo, nephew, you got you got some talents on your hand, man. Like, <laughs> don't let it go to waste. Like, you know, if you don't do something with it, you're going to be a miserable old man early. So, yeah, he was probably right about that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's really it. You know, being grown up in that hub and then having, you know, my uncle as a musical mentor or just a mentor in life mm. to just say, yo, you should really do something. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know if it's going to be a songwriter. I don't know if you're going to pursue acting. I don't know if you want to go for full fledged with being an artist, but you have what it takes. And he definitely poured that into me in the best way I would say that he knew how. For sure. Salute to that. And I want to ask this, right? Because your trumpet playing has taken you to plenty of heights. How did you start playing a trumpet of all things? Well, I was 10 years old. I was in fifth grade. And I I was watching. It was the summer interim between fifth and sixth grade. Hmm. Um, And I was watching a PBS special, Channel 13, where they were honoring... You know, the legend, the man right there. <laughs> Mr. Louis, Miles. Louis Satchmo Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, Satchmo, man. And I, I just saw, I believe he was playing the West End Blues or the Potato Head Blues or whatever. But I was just, I remember vividly being fixated on that TV screen in awe. It was just like, to just see the way how he captivated the audience especially during a time where you know racism was super prevalent during that time where and where there was such a huge divide in the in in the class system you know mm-hmm. you know upper class middle class lower class whatever and for this man to just to be a black man the first black male superstar at that yeah singing and then playing the trumpet masterfully in that moment in that moment I knew I was like that's what I wanted to do that's I, know how, I didn't know how I was going to do it but I said that's I got to do that right there and then just a few months later after you know summer break is over and now 6th grade I'm at John Philip Sousa uh, middle school and if you know anything about John Philip Sousa you know, yeah. John Philip Sousa, he's known for writing a bunch of musical compositions, of, of, you know, band music. So I, I like to say it was written, like it was meant for me to go to that school. And I went to the school, sixth grade. Um, salute to my sixth grade band teacher, Mr. Paul Pidio. 
Yeah. He himself is a trumpeter, and he gave pretty much the freedom of choice for all of the students to say what instrument they want to play. And I was, you know, one of the first in line to just say, look, I want that instrument. And that was the trumpet. Yeah. Like, you sure you want to? Yeah. You know, I got I got to go to uh, Louis Armstrong House in Queens. Have you gone yet? Have you got you got the chance to go out there yet? What? Absolutely. The first- <laughs> I couldn't call myself a trumpeter and I never visited there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went there, man. And when I went there, I I got chills, man. Yeah. Just goosebumps just to be in the presence, you know, of where this legend resided, right in the in the heart of the community. He never left his people. And um, yeah, just to circle back, like in that moment of when I told Mr. Peter I wanted to play the trumpet, he's like, you sure? That's like yeah. a demanding instrument. I said, that's what I want. And I remember he gave me, it was a 1962 kind, kind of rusty trumpet. And he had, uh, I believe it was a 7C Vincent Bach trumpet mouthpiece. And he kind of like sprayed it down, make, you know, sanitized it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Gave it to me. I put the, the mouthpiece in and I'll never forget it. The first time I put it right there against my lips. And it was like this big fat sound. And then everybody in, in the, you know, around the room was like, you know what I mean? And yeah from, from that day i never put down the trumpet that's what's up that's what's up so you know being that you learned from the trumpet since sixth grade right you know yeah. a lot of people a lot of people they 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 don't take music too seriously and they don't they don't you, you know what i mean by that like they'll they'll do it but won't stick with it as far as going further with it right so when did the right. transit so let me ask you this question did your parents in meaning your your grandparents did they support your passion to be a trumpet, to be a professional trumpet player? Did they like want you to go further with it? Um, I, I would say that they always encouraged me to continue to practice. It wasn't like, oh, well, you should become a professional trumpeter. Mm. It was just something that I was just very passionate about. They, and that's one thing I could definitely say that, for the most part. Anything that I was passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, my grandparents they supported me in yeah. that. Oh, you want to you want to do acting? All right, cool. Let's see if we can put you in a great acting program. That's oh, what's up. You want to play ball? That's fine. Like the best basketball programs that are either local or you know whether whether it be you know an AAU situation or even an mm-hmm. after school gym situation. You know they always you know they were supportive in in that way. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't a thing of oh you should become a professional trumpeter. But when I first started, you know my sound wasn't the best. As with, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes practice. Yeah, it takes practice. You know the neighbors used to be like oh like come on, you know yeah. I, I didn't have any soundproof walls anything like that. So I, I invested early in getting a, a mute. You know I got the Harmon mute just to make it a little softer. Yeah, you know? and um, yeah, over time I think. Like within like two to three years, like I had gotten like crazy. Like from the transition from sixth grade to eighth grade, it was just like apples and oranges because I had literally played, if not every day. You got that time, man. 
Yeah, I put that time in, bro. And <laughs> I guess they really saw like, yo, you have something here. And so I would play in church. Yeah. And then I would play for like, you know, uh, weddings, baby showers. And then I'm doing this like 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. You put that work in. Yeah, I kept working. So they poured into me in that way. For Nada. sure. That's what's up. And I want to ask this, right? So we're going to speed up a little bit in a sense, like your acting, because you got your acting resume is crazy. And something I didn't know when I met you is that you was on Broadway. So when you got on Broadway, like uh, with a play called Carolina Change, which is dope, how was that experience? And also, it's a two part question. So, how was that experience? And what made you want to break into acting from the, being a trumpet player? Well, so here's the thing singing, dancing, acting, composing, a lot of those things I was doing all at the same time. Yeah. So even though like I'm a dancer first. Anybody yeah. like my grand like my grandmother, she from I was I had to be from one. I, I some people say, you know, they would say I've been dancing out the womb, you know. <laughs> so I was always dancing, you know, but that's a fast forward dancing then sixth grade like picking up the trumpet and even all while i was playing the trumpet i was still singing in church mm -hmm. you know and i was part of a an after school program called capas that's called the creative and performing arts studio yeah uh, and the ceo of that company lola louie she is someone who ingrained a passion for the arts mm. burning passion of not just the arts but having knowledge of self, you know, having a respect for your elders mm -hmm. and the ancestors, you know, just having this deep, this, this, a word, this Africanness, if mm -hmm. you, you know, and so I know you asked me a two part question, like, as far as being, you know, Broadway and, you know, going from the trumpet into acting, mm -hmm. I was always, I was always doing both acting and trumpeting and sing and and singing as well and dancing yeah. all at capas at the creative and gotcha okay that's that's the that's the answer i was looking for because it was like you know because i'm reading i'm like all right why is he acting from being a trumpet player that's kind of that's a weird spot to be in in a sense you know what i'm saying yeah it was no yeah. and in uh if i could if i could word it uh properly or in the best way I would say it was in essence I was groomed to be an gotcha. all around entertainer. Performer, performer. Yep. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't like, okay, you're going to this school to be this. Mm -hmm. It just so happened how, you know, the cards were just was it was just proper alignment. You yeah. know? And I'm a natural dancer. Naturally, I'm not. I'm not fearful to be on stage. It could be ten people or ten thousand people. Yeah. So, so dancing, acting, singing, playing the trumpet, playing the piano, learning how to read and compose—all these things were happening simultaneously. Whether it be yeah. whether I'm at Stuza during the day or at Capas after school, or when I went to high school and I started at you know LaGuardia High School mm. during the day. You know, I started off as a vocal major my freshman year. Yeah, yeah. And I switched over into instrumental. But mm. that whole time, I was still, after school, going to creative and performing on studio. So yeah. during the day, I'm getting my academics. I'm getting my vocals. I'm getting my 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 uh, 
honing my skills on trumpet and mm-hmm. composing. But then after after school, I'm playing ball. I'm still going on acting auditions. I'm still learning monologues and and learning how to dissect characters and mm-hmm. and learning inflections of the voice and how to tap into various characters. So so let me ask you this question now. This just just this is this is going to be a, a sum up in a sense like so do you feel like okay, acting actually helps your music career? Absolutely. Yeah. For certain. I would say well it's been a while I haven't I, I could be transparent and say I haven't been going on auditions like <laughs> I, I, because, I mean look the, the look I'm a teacher you know I'm a music yeah. during the day yeah you know, by the time I, I'm finished you know it's after four o'clock most auditions are between three and five yeah. and, they, and they're held it's in a the full-time city. job yeah it's another full-time job yeah. yeah and it's held in the city there's no time for me to really go hands-on to these actual auditions like I used to when I was you know growing up mm-hmm. unless you know I just you know so, do, uh, you know submit my own stuff on the side yeah. you know and try and get you know uh, what's the word I want to use like extras like if I got mm. booked yeah, extra in a film or a TV situation but yeah for those, for those main roles you have to act you have to do study. that a lot gotta, yeah yeah you gotta go so to answer your question definitely having skills in acting mm. helps in being an artist I would say because Whenever you write songs or whenever you perform songs, they're not always based on personal experiences. Yeah. You can tap into a character. I could be like, okay, cool. I want to play. I want to, I don't know. Like, shoot, I got a record out right now called Joe Grind. Like, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. You feel me? Like, I I used to live that savage life. <laughs> I don't anymore, but I can tap into that character Got you. That's you what know, I wanted to ask. Yeah. Yeah, I'm able to tap in, or if I need to, if 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 it's a song where I need to be very emotional, I don't necessarily have to be feeling that weight in my life, but I know how to tap into that character because I learned the skills of how to study a script and tap into the character. Okay, who? What is the character that I'm portraying? Now let me live through that character, and mm-hmm. and let my voice. Let my let 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 the inflections in my voice, let yeah. how I my emotions, yeah. let that evoke whatever the character that is. Got you. So I want to ask this question, right? Because a lot of times, you know, people because even myself, I'm very transparent. A podcaster, radio host, DJ, producer, you know what I'm saying, engineer. You know, so what's your favorite? What would you say? You know, you keep it real, real simple. What what would you say you like better? You like the music side better, you like the acting side better? Cool. Well, I wouldn't say it's better. Yeah. It's tough to say what I like better. Yeah. Because, you know, well, what if the acting popped off before the music? Well, I'll be doing the acting, but I'll still be doing music. You know, if the music popped off before the acting, I'm still going to be, I would still love to pursue acting. I'm yeah. Music. But I have definitely been more heavily involved in the music scene. Yeah. So I, I would say my knowledge of, the music and the ever-changing music industry is definitely like top tier. Yeah. You know? Um, I tap in every now and then with you know different agents and agencies and see when they're casting calls and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but 
I'm not. I haven't been studying my monologues. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. you know well, like I said, it's because you know sometimes, especially like a lot of people who listen to my show, my radio show, my podcast. A lot of times, people hit that crossroads, you know, and, and they like, okay, do I do this or do I do this? And that's why I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit because you know, once again, sometimes people be so confused in a sense, so they like. You know, should I keep doing music? Okay, I'm not getting to where I'm at. I'm not on, as they say, in music yet. So, you know, like I said, you played Tremor for Little Kim. You played for a lot of different people, and you work with a lot of different artists. And I also wanted to ask you this question, too. Like, you know, being being the type of artist, you a, a trained musician, excuse me, do you find it easier to create music on your own as far as, like, school taught, or do you feel, like, more like, your own composition is easy if that makes any sense so like because i know traditional like musicianship is way different than how we produce so, so do you right. find it easier to produce your own music like that no it's that is a great question i'll be mm-hmm. honest in saying that for it took me some time to get the musicianship thing out of my brain <laughs> yeah let me explain what i mean let's get it when you understand the music industry, there's an art to creating what they would consider hit records, right? It is. Or like I, got, I got a few of them. Yeah, like there's certain elements that you need to have. You know, some would say, oh, you know, you need got to have a, you know, verse, chorus. You got to have a bridge and then bring it yeah. back to the chorus and then whatever the case may be. You have an intro, outro, all these things, mm. right? Um, and so for me, when I first started, as a musician, I'm thinking, okay, well, I need this F minor chord to transition into the G, into the G, yeah. uh, 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 you know, the G augmented chord. And it's just like, yo, the average listener is not thinking like that. They don't, they don't. You know, I'm not, you know, or if I'm thinking yeah. like, yo, I want to start off in the key of C, then I want to modulate into C sharp, then I want to modulate again into yeah. D, you know, they're not, they're not thinking like that. They don't you know and so in answering your question i've come to learn that what helps me is that i know scales i know different um the different you know types of yeah different types of scales like major scales the different types of minors the melodic minors the harmonic minors the mixolydian mm-hmm. scales and all that stuff but in knowing that I still know that there's a science to records nowadays. People don't want to overthink. There you the go. Mass ma- yeah. The mass majority, there's a science to, there's a science to it. And the science that I found, the happy place is, how can I make a song that's musical, feels good, and people don't have to overthink. Like, as soon as they hear it, yo, the beat, oh, head bop. How do I have it something that's catchy? But if you were to like dissect it, you'd be like, yo, you hear those chords in the background? Yeah. Like, hey, did he just were those harmonies? You hear those layers? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, yeah. who knows music or who can appreciate those things, they'll be like, nah, he get busy. Like he really yeah. can. But the average listener will still be like, yo, that joint fire. I don't know yeah. why it's fire. But yeah, because the biggest the biggest records that I've ever produced, they all got about eight instruments, if that. Probably six, maybe six instruments at most. 
The, I think the most, the, like the one of my biggest records. I think the drums had more instruments than the whole song. The drums was the most layered piece of the piece of music. Everything else, it was just a piano and like a little synthesizer. The biggest record I ever produced See? was two, the six instruments. Yep. And you probably didn't have to, you probably didn't have to overthink it. Nope. You probably didn't have to overthink it. <laughs> I realize that. Look. Yeah. There's there's different types of music. You know, there's dance music, there's mood music, there's party music. Like, and and you know, when you're in the club or you're in a festival or you're in a lounge, like, people just they just want to feel good, man. Yeah, yeah, it, for it, sure. You know, you know. Listen, salute to hip hop with it being the 50th anniversary of hip hop and yeah, the music that we grew up on that we love, like. You, yeah. you don't get it on the first listen like you yeah. gotta hear it go back and then really listen to it be like yo did you catch that double on that double entendre that triple entendre like yo I didn't catch that the first listen because that's the, the art of storytelling the beauty of it yep. right? yo I didn't catch it on the first listen let me go back and listen again so I have playback value yep. now record is like I mean they would call it you know those who are back rappers or they call it now the underground scene is like there's still a cult following for those who love lyricism and where you gotta break down stuff but mass majority bro yeah just want to feel good yeah does it feel good does it sound good yeah it's catchy the end <laughs> and that's what happened with me like one of my um if it, if it cuts off we're gonna sign back in right but uh, what? Yeah. So my my actually one of my music, uh, the guy who taught me engineering, my mentor, he I'm sitting there. I was the same way, right? Because I started as an engineer first. I was always a DJ, but as far as the production side, I was an engineer first before I was a, a producer. And he was like, "Listen, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. If it sounds good, keep it. Don't worry about over the the, the decibels and or the DBs and all. he said, don't worry about none of that. Lawrence is not clipping and it sounds good. You're straight. He said, don't worry about it. If it sounds good, you are right. And that's the best best one of the best piece of advice that I ever got. Great, that's great advice. I mean, and then also to your to your advantage as a DJ. You know what the people want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> so, you're, you're so to yeah. go from the DJ angle and then go into engineering, now you're getting into the science of sound. Yep. And now you're understanding levels and EQs and things yep. like that, which you need to know already as a DJ. But now you're understanding it on the creative side in creating the sounds. Yep. Yep. It's one thing to just mix and blend the sounds that's yep. already done. But not to create it and have that understanding of EQs and levels and yeah, because I can see I'm very sure like even like with you when you went to school I'm very sure they said the original thing was don't mix in the cans don't mix in the cans meaning headphones headphones have don't mix in the headphones I'm like listen I'm mixing in headphones bro like I used to tell my teacher all the time like listen I'm mixing in my headphones I don't care what you say. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things have changed. And I also wanted to ask this too, right? Because the new re the records you have, like Pull Up with H.E. Locks and uh, Joe Grind and Hello. records is hitting, you know, they are sample based. So do you do, did you do that on purpose or no? And so now that's a great question. Now, <laughs> Look, respect the musician. You see what I'm about. Yeah. Right? I was heavy on and... I'm answering your question while also talking about how Respect the Musician ties into it. Got it. Respect the Musician originally started off because I noticed that musicians were not getting their just due. 
Mm. It's like, oh, like, look, oh, you play keys. Oh, I need you to play keys on the, on this track for me. Yo, you play trumpet. Yo, this nigga, yo. And for those who and, and those who are listening, that's called work for hire. That's when you don't want to play it yourself. You get to work for hire. Yeah, there that's you go. The, work, the for work for hire. hire. That's what that's called. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yo, just play for me. I'm just like, if you really want to get into, t- it, I mean, some may argue it or not, but that's part of production. Yep. If you take those elements out, the record is not the same. Yep. You know, so let, that's that, right? And so. Respect the musicians for those who truly love music. You don't necessarily have to be a musician, a vocalist, an MC, a DJ, but if you know that you love music and it's impactful in your life and you meet, like, you know that music has helped you get through good, the bad, and the ugly, and then in between, that's what Respect the Musician is about. And because of that knowledge, you have a respect for the music art form. Yeah. Right? And so... With it being the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, you know, hip-hop is sample-heavy. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first started, I was on some big-time, you know, Prince approach, like, yo, I ain't sampling nothing. Like, everything I do, I create from scratch. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm, I'm still a little like that, too. I'm like that, too. And look, I, look, it's in me. Like, yeah. I got a whole bunch of original stuff that when you listen to you be like, oh, wow, like, that's really different. And, like, of course, there's inspiration around us. Everybody's inspired by someone or something. But it wasn't like, okay, let me take that. Let me take that and let me put that. No, it was never that for me. Yeah. But I said, you know what? I see how the music industry is evolving and how things are changing. How can I still be true to me? How can I still be authentic and apply that authenticity to where the music industry is now? Mm. You know, records are not four, five, six, seven minutes long anymore. Nah, 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 nah. Don't, don't even do that. Yeah. Is, you got two minutes, maybe three minutes tops. Yeah. Maybe three and a half minutes. And that's like. That's, that's pushing it. Yeah. And that's even pushing it. But, and then so I see like, okay, there's something about nostalgia that mm. people love. You know, whether you're sampling directly where it's blatant and people can hear it and go, oh, I know that song. Mm. Or maybe it's an interpolation where somebody's listening to it and they're like, yo, this feels familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. That's where I'm at right now. You know, that doesn't mean that I never I never stop creating, you know, musical stuff like. (laughs) But I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to fight where it's at you know I could still bring me to where things are you know there's an expression that says evolve or evaporate that's true very true and so I see it as an opportunity for me to reinvent myself in certain elements while still staying true to me at the core you still Mm -hmm. get you still get top tier vocals you still get harmonies you still hear the trumpet in there you know it's a signature you know it's me but it's like now it's more so Oh snap I didn't expect for him Did he really flip That mystical And then Oh with an Afrobeat I, I would never thought that Yeah 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 and then, and then you have a collaboration With somebody else Who Who's from uptown as well You got pull up People yeah. are like Yo I don't know I like it But like What genre is it It's like It's like Hip hop It's Afrobeat It's dance tall It's like yeah. R&B-ish melodies It's like I don't know what to call it That's why I say It's just a vibe 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we back, man. Uh, my guy, Sean Taylor. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you this question, man. So, you know, you, you've done so much in your career. And I do want to ask, man, do you, one of my, one of my few last questions to, uh, before we get out of here is, do you like the studio better or you like the stage better? Which one you like? Wow. Hmm. I love performing. Yeah. I love performing. I mean, because as much as I do love being in the studio, there's the art of recording, you know, you, you know, from the, the process of beat making and then songwriting and putting it all together to have this overall production and then just being super uh uh uh, uh what's the word surgical vocally yeah yeah get things tight with the doubles and the harmonies i love all of that stuff but there's something about performing live that it's irreplaceable it's yeah. just something about performing live on stage you get to bear your you see when you record you're bearing your soul and that recording lives forever yeah, yeah. so that's 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 timeless that's very important which i love that but when you perform every time it's like a first time yeah and you can recreate that every time you perform yep you know when you record a record you know it's very difficult in my opinion yeah. Especially when you're locked in to recreate a moment that was captured in the studio. Hmm. You know, even the best of the best, you know, they're like, man, like that session, there was something about that session that was magical. We had the, all the right, you know, musicians in the room, you know, all the ideas were flowing. That's yeah. But when you perform, there's something about performing that I love connecting with the crowd, getting that, and I always bring high energy. And so it's bearing the ability and the blessing to bear my soul on stage and bring the things that I grew up on, as we spoke about earlier. Yeah. The singing, the dancing, the trumpeting. Yeah. All of those things into one performance. It's, it's who I am. <laughs> so that's, that's a very, very, very professional answer. <laughs> And I do want to ask this, man. So, you know, uh, Sean Taylor is 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 all these things, an actor, a trumpet player, a musician, a singer, a producer. You know, what would you say now at, in 2023, your next life, you, you know, going on to the next half of life and in, in, in that sense of the word, what's next for Sean Taylor? There's going to be full-time artists. Of course, you're here, but you're going to just say, you know what, I'm going to just thug it out. And do it because I feel like sometimes, and the reason I'm asking the long winded question is because it's like you've done so much, so you go like this. You know, do you feel like okay, I'm gonna just stay straight with the music and the records as opposed to going like this up and down? No, that's a no, I appreciate the, the question because, and I've interesting enough, I was just having this conversation with one of my friends the other day it's like how how do you know or when how do you have the discernment to know when it's time to move mm -hmm. on to something else or when do you stick something out yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah exactly and, yep. and the dilemma when you are are good or great at many things mm -hmm. like well all right this ain't working out 
you know what? I'm going to just go into this other thing because I know I get busy with that. You know, and if that don't work, I'll get busy with another thing. But for me, at this point, there is a shift that I feel hap- that I feel in the atmosphere and that I know is happening, musically speaking. And I'm going to give you this credit. This is to your credit as well. Before you go finish this, this answer is that you're super freaking talented, bro. So it's like... I want to know in my mind, like, where is this going? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're super talented. Like, I, I, I do, I do music with a lot of people, and you're probably one of the most talented people I know. <laughs> and I, yeah, to God be the glory, bro. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, there's there's a shift in the atmosphere, and I know that with with pull up with Joe Grind and with the other records that are unreleased that are in a similar mm-hmm. vibe and vein of Pull Up and Joe Grind. Yeah. I know that things are just going to continue to go like this. Yeah. And so that's where I am right now. I am I'm heavy in artist mode. Good. You know that Good. don't you know that don't mean that hey if somebody hit me up and like yo you know I want for you to pen a record for me whatever the case may be, or if you want me to, you want some trumpet on a record, or, oh, yo, I got a live show. Definitely love to have you on stage. I still get busy and do all of that, but branding-wise, I want people to understand this, and for everybody who's watching this, let this be clear. I am an artist. Yeah. I say respect the musician, because it's all about having integrity for the art form of music and the universal language of music. But I want when people, when they say Sean Taylor, I don't want them to say, oh, oh, that's that trumpet guy. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what I was going to say, because even even me, I go through it. You know what I'm saying? And I like somebody who understands somebody who's super talented. A lot of times we like, I want to engineer. No, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And sometimes you have to you have to have laser focus to one yeah, thing. You gotta have, and 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 to to Tyler Perry's credit. Mm-hmm. He mentioned something a while back, and he said that what, I, I, I'm kind of butchering his words, so don't quote me. But what he pretty much said, in a nutshell, was that you have there comes a point in time that you have to narrow your focus on yep. one thing, yep. and just lock in on that. That doesn't mean that you have to neglect or that the, neglect other talents or other endeavors or that they don't exist. Is that that? You gotta have that one thing where you just narrow in on and really get busy with that. And once you break through with that, that can open the door for that. You know, I think of like like a Jamie Foxx, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people didn't know when he first started that he got busy like on the singing he, and the piano. He crazy, like, yeah. He's like he's classically yeah. trained, trained yeah. pianist. Like he's sick. Yeah, like so, yeah. he's sick with it on the keys and vocally. He's sick too. Yes, he is. But, but but he wasn't getting through. He wasn't getting through that ceiling. But because of his ability to be humorous and his ability mm. to to act and tap into character, he honed in on that. Yeah. He didn't neglect music, but he focused on acting, and the acting made room for all his other gifts. Even on the the Jamie Foxx show, he would sprinkle in scenes where. He would be singing and playing, and people would be like, "Oh, you know." Yeah. 
I know I gave you a very in-depth answer, but no, no, no. That's what I, that's what I'm here for. Like, because once again, it's a lot of artists and a lot of people that I like. Because once again, I don't have I could have anybody on my show. I'm very picky of who I want on my show. So it's not even about the money. It's not about it's not about none of that for me. It's about who I want on my show. So you know, you giving those type of answers is great because it inspires people who really, really, really listen to the show and they like, yo. I'm at a crossroads or I'm I'm doing this or something like that. And then, you know, one of my last questions before we get out of here is um, you know, what advice do you have for anyone getting into the music business? Uh, you know, it could be anything. Like what advice any say say somebody comes up right now and be like, yo, Sean Taylor, do you have any advice for me getting into the music business? What would it be? The advice I would say is be ready to put in the work without getting paid. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> if, if you think, word, word. If, like you have to. This is very much so. You gotta. You can't cheat the grind. Nope. It knows how many hours that you've put in. Huh. It knows how many hours that you've invested. It speaks loudly. So there's any. Yeah. If there's any advice that I would give is that you gotta be able to put in the work don't think that you're gonna come in for a year two years and yo if i don't pop it's over like like you like just do music as a hobby yeah it takes yeah yeah it takes a very long time it takes like the expression goes it takes 10 years to become (laughs) a night success yep and you damn sure to get paid for it it takes probably 20 years to get paid for it but hey look yeah but look i actually i asked this question yeah if it took you 10 years, 15, 20 years to become a millionaire, would you do it? Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, so that's what, a good, yeah. Whether you got your first milli, milli in one year or you got it in 20 or 25 years, the point is that you won. Yep. The fact, In all reality, that's another thing that I would say. I would say, yes, be goal-driven. It's important to have short-term goals and point to have long-term goals is important to analyze you know the analytics you know of your social media interactions and knowing where your fan bases are so that way you can know the metrics of where to do shows and all that stuff yeah all that stuff matters but what what is top tier gotta just put in the work yo <laughs> yeah, and my just, guy. Just, just, just yeah. put in the work and 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 just stay true to who you are. Be stay true. Those who are meant to feel you musically, they'll feel it, and yeah. you'll and you'll find and you'll find your your tribe. And so I still yeah. like to say, um, in summation, that like I'm grateful for, like I said, my uncle, Uncle Roy, DJ Shining Star, rest in peace for pouring into me I'm thankful for like I said my parents you know during the 80s they were on that thing but thankfully they were able to get off yeah and through that adversity I was blessed to have my grandparents who said look we're gonna raise you you're gonna be alright you know they took care of me they took care of my brother you know Jaja Town and Hmm. and because of all of those Experiences and overcoming the adversity, all those things played a part in, in, in me being who I am. So to any new artist, everything that I said is all facts, and 
like I said, stay true, stay authentic, and let your experiences and your pain, let that, let that be, let that be the inspiration behind your pen. Let your, let your pain, let your mm. happiness, let your joy, let your sadness, let that authentically be the inspiration behind your creation. And you'll be all right. You know this, man. My guy, Sean Taylor, we are out of here, man. Thank you so, so much, man. Like I said, my deepest apologies. I had to do some promo for the, for the radio station at another station. And Hey, look, it's all good. <laughs> it's just a vibe. You know Joe what it is. Grind. Joe sure Grind out there. Joe Grind out there. <laughs> Make sure you go download that stream net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's already on the radio. That's already in rotation. So, you know, I just loaded oh. it up today. So. Oh, it's lit. Joe Grind. It's already in rotation. Yeah, yeah, it's in rotation. So I'm about to do some hard, hard, more hard promo. This interview is going to go viral. So people going to love this. It's going to go crazy on Facebook. So I definitely know this, this interview is going to go crazy on Facebook and the reels and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. So, uh, Sean Taylor, where can he find you on social media? Because your social media is a little different than your how it sounds. So what's your social media? For sure. For sure. And I appreciate that. So, ladies and gentlemen, everybody tuning in is yours truly, the one and only Sean Taylor. But it's spelled a unique way. Yeah. That's S X N T Y L R. That's again S X N T Y L R. On the socials, show love. The website SeanTaylor.com, S X N T Y L R.com. And on the IG, on the TikTok, uh, on the Facebook, just simply at Sean Taylor, at S X N T Y L R. And that's the same for YouTube as well. You know what it is, my guy, Sean Taylor, Taylor Gang. I'm Charles Taylor. He's Sean Taylor. You know what it is, man, Joe Grind on all streaming platforms right now. That pull up with my guy, HG Locks. You know what it is, man. It's yes, DJ Chase, the pregame party of this podcast right here on WDJC DB. That's my station, DJ Chase Radio. The app on our iPhones, Android phones, DJChaseRadio.com. Get that merch, that Audible app. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, and YouTube DJ Chase TV. Yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, man. You know this, man. You're now locked in. DJ Chase Radio, the new, new audio home for the creative, man. Keep it locked. Stream 24-7. Let's go. We are lit. 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 Keep it lit. You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7. Pull up on me, I like the way you work it. Push up on me, I like the way you twerk it. I know she want the bag and the Birkin. She ain't going home alone. Pull up on me, I like the way you work it. Push up on me, I like the way you twerk it. I know she want the bag and the Birkin. She ain't going home alone. She wanna get it on. I'm sipping on some rum. She's looking good, but what she's doing, it just ain't enough. She a baddie with the fatty, got a pre out. Wanna approach her, but I know that it's a cleaner route. I ain't gonna lie, dog, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling it too. Tequila got me moving the stove. It's like, no lie. My girl, you act like a sauna. You are going like your performer. I can really tell you, Miss Independent. Shake it a little more, you get it in a minute. Yeah. 
Brace up now, you know I love your physical. Say slow wine now, that's when it's getting critical. Told her ain't your average guy, ain't typical. Say you good girl, no danger, I ain't mystical. Pull up on me, I like the way you work it. Push up on me, I like the way you twerk it. I know she want the bag and the burger. She, she ain't going home alone. Pull up on me, I like the way you work it. Push up on me, I like the way you twerk it. I know she want the bag and the burger. She ain't going home alone. Pull up on us like Sit up on me, buddy, 